0: Good morning. Um, as Pastor Matt said, my name is Mireya, and I am the college intern here um, at First Free. So that just means I help with college ministries, leading um, a small group for college students. Um, and today I will be leading us through Psalm 55. Um, it's one of my favorite passages, and I think... Um, During this time, this psalm really is applicable to our lives. And so I will be reading from the Common English Bible if you want to follow along. So I want to first start off with a question. And my question is, is do you ever feel like the world is just going crazy? Like everything that could go wrong is going wrong in this very moment? And I know we're definitely in a time that feels like that. We're constantly receiving emails um, from small businesses, letting us know how they're trying to handle this coronavirus. We're getting messages from the CDC telling us what to do, what not to do, and that's changing every day. There's a lot of uncertainty just everywhere. We see social media. It's constantly coming up with a new trend. People are sharing their, oh, hashtag life in quarantine stories and things like that. and so. Um, this virus is very prevalent in our lives today. And so um, with that, I want to kind of dive into this psalm. And so in those same feelings of feeling uncertain, feeling like their world is crumbling, the person who wrote this psalm, um, I will be referring to them as the psalmist, um, is feeling the same anxiety and just question that we feel today. So in verses 5 through 8, um, the Psalm, psalmist writes, fear and trembling have come upon me. I am shaking all over. I say to myself, I wish I had wings like a dove. I'd fly away and rest. I'd run so far away. I'd live in the desert. I'd hurry to my hideout, far from the rushing wind and storm. And the first thing I want to kind of point out in that this psalmist is saying is So they're sharing that they're dealing with problems, a lot of adversity, their city is just falling apart. It's filled with evil and corruption. And the first thing that this psalmist says is, if I had wings like a dove, I'd fly away. And I feel like for a lot of us, that's maybe what we're feeling right now. We see um, celebrities sharing their life in quarantine and we're thinking, oh, if I had that much money, I would take all my favorite people and live there and be isolated from all this chaos. If I had enough money, I would donate supplies to this place. If I had enough money, I would do this. Or we think about times where we're like, I don't know if you guys have seen those memes going around that are like, wake me up when 2020 is over, or we tend to fantasize about a time when the coronavirus is over. Um, the common saying that we're saying is now is when things go back to normal. Um, and so um, I want to emphasize that it's perfectly normal to feel that way. I think that is a very natural human response to suffering because the reality is none of us choose to suffer. And if we do feel that suffering, the first thing we want to do is just be done with it. However, the psalmist doesn't stop here sharing their suffering. Um, In verses 12 through 14, the psalmist says, It is not an enemy that is insulting me. I could handle that. It's not someone who hates me who is exalted over me. I could hide from them. No, it is you, my equal, my close companion, my good friend. It was so pleasant when together we entered God's house with the crowd. And so here, let me paint this picture for you. So the psalmist is in this city that's falling apart. But not only is that their suffering, they have this deeper suffering that they were betrayed by one of their close friends. And so the next question I want to ask you is, when bad things happen in your life, is it one bad thing that happens at a time? Or does it tend to feel like a wave of bad things happening? For myself, it often feels like a wave of bad things happening. I tend to realize my problems happen just one after another. So one, there's the initial problem, and then if things couldn't get worse, they do. And that's kind of the way most of us tend to feel problems come at us. And so for this psalmist, like I said, they have the city falling apart and they have this deep and personal suffering that they're dealing with. And I kind of want to press into this particular feeling that the psalmist is feeling, because um, not just about the city around them, but about that betrayal of their friend. Notice in the verses, they said, this is somebody I was in the house of the Lord with that means that's somebody they went to church with. And so for us as Christians, we tend to see people we go to church with, people who are brothers and sisters as Christ as a stronger connection. And so you can imagine the kind of pain that they're feeling to be betrayed by somebody that they felt that this relationship was that close with. And so um, we are in a time where we're told to stay at home to avoid contact with people who aren't the people that we live with. We are told to, um, yeah, just stay at home. And that's kind of the current situation of most of the United States. And um, so what does that mean for us when we have problems with our roommates, our kids, our parents, our grandparents, our spouses? You know, The list goes on of whoever you may be living with. So before the stay at home, I want you to think about um, how you handle these problems. Maybe if you had a problem with somebody in your house, that means you would leave the house. Maybe you would go seek a friend. Um, Maybe you would um, go to your favorite coffee shop and sit there and process. Maybe you would go to your favorite dessert shop. You know, maybe you went to your favorite park. Um, But what do you do when that's all gone. So maybe you're feeling a little lost about that, about not really being able to escape these problems the way you normally would. Because for most of us, we tend to take step back from a problem that we have so we can see it clearer and come back to it later. Um, But for those of us who have problems with people in our homes, we can't necessarily do that. You know, We're encouraged to stay at home unless we're going for our daily walk. And so I want to turn back to the psalmist um, and how they handled this betrayal by their friend. So in verses 16 through 19, it says this, But I call out to God, and the Lord will rescue me. At evening, morning, and midday, I complain and moan so that God will hear my voice. He saves me unharmed from my struggle. So this is kind of where the passage takes a turn. Um, I want you to notice this, that the psalmist says, um, I complain and moan so God will hear my voice. And um, they also say, I call out to God and the Lord will rescue me. And so I want to ask you this next question. Who are you calling out to during this season of your life? When you face difficulties, do you turn to social media or God to share your life difficulties. And as I was writing this, I actually felt a personal conviction from God um, about doing things similar, so turning to social media. And right here, I kind of want to share a story to you guys about a time where I didn't turn to God first, but I actually turned to social media to broadcast what I was feeling. Um, So as most of you may know, or you'll find out right now, um, our SPU graduation has been canceled. And that was something that was just terrible for all the seniors to hear the graduating class that is like graduating in June. Um, It was canceled for obvious reasons, you know, we're kind of during a pandemic and it's probably not the best place to have um, a large gathering. Um, But for me, what I did was, um, so some of my classmates decided to write a petition about postponing our graduation. Um, And for me, I, took to social media to broadcast how upset I was that this petition was going around. I felt like my classmates weren't realizing the greater issue that we had. Um, But then I started to realize, you know, I also felt a lot of hurt and pain um, from that cancellation of the graduation, the same way that my classmates dealt with, but it manifested a little differently. Um, So for those of you who don't know me, um, my dad was an is an immigrant and um, my mom she wasn't she was born here in the United States but her life wasn't always the easiest either and so for me to go to college I'm a first generation student first in my family to go and so to have that privilege of walking across the stage and receiving a diploma to show my parents that I did it to show that they did this beautiful act of raising me and I was able to accomplish something to give it back to them um, was very difficult for me, um, especially thinking about the younger generations of my family seeing me graduate and knowing that they could graduate as well. Um, and so when I took to this Facebook post, rather than giving this to ch- calling out to God and telling God, you know, I am hurting about this and I'm frustrated about this petition um, because I feel like it, it's not really encompassing the reality of what's going on, um, I noticed that there was a lot of bitterness created in me towards those classmates um, that I had. And so um, I'll get back to this story in a little bit, but I want to ask you another question. So do you complain and cry out to God um, so God can hear you in your struggles? So going back to this talk about a betrayal by a friend, um, I want want to kind of point out that um, this psalmist doesn't really talk about forgiveness in it. Forgiveness isn't mentioned, and I want to dive into why is that? Um, why, are we not, um, why is that not shown in the passage? And I'm not saying that God doesn't tell us to forgive, but I want to notice in this specific passage that God's not talking about forgiveness. And I think that's because God wants us to realize that um, we can't grant forgiveness without giving God our problem. In this book I have been reading called Beauty Marks, Healing Your Wounded Heart by Linda Barrick, the author writes, um, "Forgiveness requires divine strength, that comes from having first received grace yourself." And what this author says, there's a lot of truth into what she's uh, what she's writing. Um, that forgiveness requires divine strength. Now, this sermon isn't about forgiveness. I'm not going to dive into any further about that. But I want to notice. What she said, that forgiveness requires divine strength, but we can't receive divine strength if we don't give God the problem first. And so that's the first step in forgiveness. And so in the next verses, 22 through 23, they end the psalm by saying, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will support you. God will never let the righteous be shaken, but you, God, bring the wicked down to the deepest pit. Let bloodthirsty and treacherous people not live out even half their days. But me, I trust in you. And so I kind of want to go back to my graduation story here. What would have happened if I would have shared with God first my frustrations? And for me, by sharing that post, I more so wanted my community to validate me, to make me feel like my problem was real, and to have people be on my side. So that was definitely a selfish agenda that I had going on there. But it's very natural for us to just turn to others to just have them validate us. But if I were to turn to God first, God knew exactly what I was dealing with. God knew the hurt that I had in my heart from the fact that I couldn't graduate. And not to say, like, they're doing a virtual ceremony, so that's great. But um, just to um, point out, you know, God knew exactly what frustrations I was doing. But God wasn't going to approach me about that unless I approached God first. And so if I would have told God my frustrations right off the bat, this bitterness towards that petition, towards those classmates, towards um, people who didn't have the same thoughts as I did, continued to grow and manifest. And it actually created a bigger problem for me than if I would have just turned to God and told God, this is what I'm dealing with. And so um, I want to encourage you to Give your burden to God, and God will support you. Um, In this devotional, Pastor Matt shared a couple weeks ago. I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago. Time's kind of confusing now, but if you want to watch it, it's on our uh, Facebook page and on our Instagram. Um, But in this devotional, he shared this talk about a prayer closet. Um, And so that's kind of just this idea that you go into space by yourself and you pray alone. Um, and for a lot of us, it's really hard to find a space alone. I know some of you guys have kids. Um, some of you have kids who won't leave you, leave the house. Like some of us just have so many roommates that we can't really find own, our own space. And so whether that's your prayer closet, your prayer bathroom, your prayer tub, um, find a space where you can really be alone with God. Um, and just share everything that you're feeling with God. You know, your frustrations, your angers of that week. Um, and be very open and honest. Um, Like I was sharing in my story, for me, without being honest to God about every single thing I was feeling, even when you feel like you're sounding mean or rude and things, God already knows that those feelings are in your heart. But when you don't share those to God, those become manifested and they turn into worse things. They turn into hate and just so much worse emotions than if you would have just shared and been openly honest with God. Um, And I want to encourage you to just say, but God, I trust in you, and be open about how you're feeling, because the reality is there's nothing that we can't tell God that God doesn't already know. And so I want to encourage you to take some time to reflect on this passage, um, whether whether that is today or later in the week, um, whether that's in your prayer closet or your prayer bathtub. Um, And to help you with that, I've put together some discussion questions. So the first question is, what is going on in your personal life that is making you feel hurt? The second question, when you feel hurt, what is the first thing you turn to? Is it God, a person, an activity, social media? And the last question is, what is stopping you from sharing openly and honestly with God? And to end this, I just want to say a prayer um, over everyone who is listening to this um, message today. Uh, So pray with me however you feel comfortable. God, we thank you that you're a God who doesn't laugh at our problems. You see our problems and you know that they're real. And we thank you that we're in a time where technology has allowed us to still remain in community, God, but we're still in a time where we're all struggling whether that's from the overarching background of the coronavirus or if that's something in our personal lives, God. But a lot of us have had our, our outlets just, just completely taken away from us. And so, God, I pray that during this week, whoever is listening to this message today, tomorrow, whenever they choose to listen to it, that they feel that they can turn to you, that they can share openly and honestly how they're feeling and that you can give them peace. God, we pray for every those households that just feel a lot of tension, that feel a lot of problems, that you're in those spaces and you grant peace. And just be with us through the rest of the week as we continue to reflect on you and giving you our burdens. In your name we pray, amen.